0: Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is Normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. You're listening to Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host here, Kate Roberts. Hi, Kate. Wynne. Hey. It's really lovely that we're getting more and more emails and messages from people with topics that they'd like us to explore. And this one touched me, the one that we're gonna talk about today, for a few reasons. One was because of how heartfelt it was and all the compliments that were in the email as well about how much they were enjoying under the noise. And the bit that I wanted to, to notice in this was that this person was having some real life challenges and real life challenges where things weren't going the way that they wanted to, some disappointments in life and They'd got a few things figured out and then they didn't play out the way that they wanted to. And and in reading it, the the person who sent us the message kind of knew or knows that how things play out, one, isn't up to us, and two, is not the source of how we feel. But it sure is difficult to notice that sometimes. And there's a part in the email that, well, there's quite a lot of it, in fact, I can personally relate to, and it was about whether you call it tinnitus or tinnitus, depending upon where you are in the world and how you pronounce it, it's something that I can understand a bit about. And I'll just riff for a bit about this in my own experience of it. At some point, about around three years ago, I kept waking up at night, wondering why the house was buzzing. And there was this low-pitched, constant hum in the house, vibration. And, of course, I then thought I'd look at my favorite search engine and. If it's my favorite searching, it might be yours, too. There are lots of other ones out there other than Google, but Google is what I looked at at my phone at some hour in the middle of the night. What's the cause of my house humming? And there were lots of potential suggestions. An electric substation. A light. A a dimmer light or something that wasn't off. A fridge. There was just lots of stuff, and one night in particular and this has been going on for a while now a few months it was really loud and it was driving me nuts so i thought i've had enough of this so i got up and i started switching everything off the things that were on standby so well some things needed to be on all the time too my fridge my um freezer icebox uh the the TV, uh, not the TV itself, but the the box here, it's satellite TV box and, you know, the cable box and all that stuff. I started switching all that stuff off one thing at a time in different rooms. And then I'd go back, back upstairs to my bedroom to see if it was any better and none of them were. And I then went into the, the garage where the foos box is and I switched off the entire electricity supply to the house and then went back up to my bedroom and I could still hear it. Oh, it's not electric, it's water. Oh, maybe there's something to do with the water. So I started messing with that. And this was a few hours now, I'm doing this, me with my torch, my little flashlight, kind of like trying to figure out what I was, where this thing was coming from that was driving me so nuts. But then I noticed something kind of interesting that it was an, as loud in my bedroom as it was in the, in the hallway. I went, oh, it must be halfway between the two. Interesting. Okay, well, it, it's something in the house. And it it took a little bit of willpower for me to not tear the walls down because I was beside myself at this point. And eventually I kind of quit and gave up and went back to bed and I thought I'm not going to sort it out now. But I downloaded an app that would pick up low frequency sounds. I was hell bent on figuring out what this was, and uh, anyway, it didn't. It didn't kind of hear anything meaningful. Wouldn't picking anything up. And I went to a friend's house for coffee and lunch one day. Well, lunch out and coffee first, and I went, "Oh, that that noise I've got's in your house too." What noise? Don't you hear that? Oh, no, I don't hear anything. I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm a guy. She can't hear it. I hear low frequencies because of my gender. Oh, okay, she's got it too. And then I went to a different friend's house and I heard it again and I thought, wow, this is all these houses. And then I thought, wait a minute, maybe it's not, maybe it's inside my head. And the next day I went to my doctor. And being a guy, I had a list of five things on my go-to-see-the-doctor for. Because until it's five things, I'm not gonna bother. And the fifth thing was, hey, I'm hearing things. No, not voices, but I'm hearing things. And and he asked a few questions and I told him a shortened version of what I've just said here. He said, oh yeah, that's really common for people our age. I went, what is? And he said, tinnitus. And I went, I think that's called tinnitus. And he said, mine's really high-pitched, he said, and I get it on my left ear. I don't know, maybe half the time. I went, really? How do you deal with it? And he said, oh, just get it. I've just lived with it by now. It's not a problem. And it started becoming less of a problem when I just realized that it was sound, nothing physiologically wrong with me. Now, it it did exacerbate. I noticed one thing i did notice that it would be seemed louder when i was stressed tired or i'd been flying a lot or i'd been a lot of lifts elevators it would have an impact on it now i've not been flying much in the last 21 months and at the time of recording i'm going to fly again tomorrow but i've not noticed that sound in my head that tinnitus in about 20 months. I don't know if it's still doing the sound, but for some reason it doesn't seem to have the grip on me that it sometimes has had. And that's the point I was really wanting to to get to from my quite elaborate sharing right now. That's the same as lots of other things too, such as physical pain. A circumstance either in the material physical world or in the emotional feeling world that can be there, but our experience of it, how aware we are of it and the impact of our awareness on us is really variable. I'm pretty sure, even though I know that there are times when that sound in my head in one of my inner ears or middle ear, however those things work, would have been somewhat variable, but my experience of it was a lot more variable than how bad it was as a physical thing. And I've noticed that with other things as well. I remember a few years earlier having Goldstone pain, quite acute, unbearable pain that would last for hours on end, pretty much six or seven hours of pain. And the pain, sorry, the the experience of the pain and how much suffering there was with the pain would be variable even with a constant agony. I remember even laughing once while I was having one of those attacks of pain, doubling, I'm pretty sure, I've probably mentioned it in one of these episodes. I was bent over at the end of my bed, trying any way that I could get myself after five hours of this so far, knowing I probably had an hour or two left, because they're quite predictable in when they end, how to get some kind of relief by my physiological movement of my, my body position, having tried everything, and then I started laughing in the midst of this pain, finding it amusing that I <laughs> tried everything, and couldn't shift it. And that instant of laughing, of course, my experience of that pain was different. I found my, my struggle with it absurdly amusing. And this is not to, hey, if you are having discomfort or pain, laugh at it. No, I'm just pointing at the fact that it's possible that our experience of that and the level, the degree to which we suffer, and the degree to which we're aware of and conscious of pain, and what we make of pain, what we make of discomfort, that's inside, that's variable. And to me, there's a lot of I learned a lot from that from those two episodes with tinnitus and with the gallstone for me to see how even there my experience is variable even when it's something physically inside me and with the tinnitus even in my head and while sometimes I'll blame myself well you know shouldn't be should have slept better should have gone to bed earlier that's why it's so loud well you know It makes it worse, not better, when I put my blame on it. And given I'm looking for more relief from it, adding judgment into the mix doesn't tend to go well. Anyway, that's my rather open sharing of what I have seen about what the person with the who sent in the email. That's my initial response to that. But I know that email piqued your interest and I'd love to know what you've either heard in what I shared or what you noticed in your own life and about human beings from the email that we got.
1: A few things occurred to me while I was listening. I've been reading a lot recently about the difference between reality and our story about reality. In reality, part of who we are, are these physical bodies, what makes us human. And we're going to have experiences of pain and discomfort and then periods where we don't have pain and discomfort physically. But most of the time, especially around pain, I think, there's a very distinct difference between reality of that pain and the story of that pain that's um, playing out for us in our noise, right? So, and I'll use your story as an example, if you don't mind. Go for it. You said, this unbearable pain. And I was like, well, clearly it's not because he, he, he got right through it. Yeah. So it wasn't, but that's our story. And it adds to this like tension around our pain and how long will this go on? I can't take this much longer. Like this consistent story of, reality rather than just being in reality with the pain and judging the pain. And is it better right now or worse than it was before? You know, there's this consistent like story of reality. That, um that most of the time we as human beings, we just don't notice that that's what we're doing around our pain. Yeah. I remember telling you this story once where I personally don't love physical pain. (laughs) I absolutely judge physical pain as being bad. (laughs) It's inappropriate, but my partner, I remember I had a conversation with him and he had just been to the gym and had done this workout and he's, and I said, well, how was it? And he said, oh, painful. Horribly painful. And I was like, you loved it, didn't you? And he's like, Yeah, like there's something (laughs) I don't personally love pain. But for him, that was totally fine. And he loved it in some way. And it really made me think about my judgment of physical pain, how I've decided how bad it is, and it should not be there at all. And The other thing that that occurred to me is that I've had moments where the, the story of reality, the noise in my head, it felt emotionally painful, so painful and so heavy. And I imagine that physical pain while not the same can feel so consuming, like all consuming like that. So deep into the noise of our pain. The noise of our pain is a good way to say, it. I just want out. I wanted relief. I wanted to not feel that way anymore. You know, one of our guests came on a few weeks back and there's something that she said that really touched me because she was talking about moments where she gets lost in her noise. But something that she's seen and what our noise is made out of said that there, even throughout that, that there was an undercurrent always flowing underneath that, that she knew it wouldn't last forever. That was Christy Howerson. She talked about the undercurrent of just knowing it could not last forever, that it would not last. I think that when people are in physical and emotional pain and our stories are full of, when will this end? It is never gonna end and I can't do this much longer and all of our noise, that feels very real in the moment. Once we start to see the truth about, about our noise, about our story, There is an undercurrent like that that we can hold on to, that we can trust. It doesn't last forever. It's temporary. And there's something about that, but at times that was the only thing I could hold on to. I knew that to be true. Mm. And so the noise got a little quieter wasn't as tight for a while, threw it on the other side. I don't know if that's something that might be helpful for a listener with the question, but it helped me to know that.
0: In listening to you, something else I remembered about the physiology of pain. It's kind of smart. So, you know, before we started recording today, I was telling you about the weather here in the UK and that the high today was 3 Celsius, which is, what, about 38 Fahrenheit. And there's it snowed a bit last night and the snow didn't melt today, so my garden's white, They're dusting, not not heavy. And I went out today and... I know, a half an hour drive to where I was going, and then half an hour drive back. So it was a lot of snow about. It's kind of cold. So just to my left, down here, I've got a heater. That helps me heat this room, my office at home, and not have to heat up the entire house when I could spend ten hours in my office, and only heat this place. And a few minutes ago, when I just did it again, I touched it bare hands. Well. My, my hand would recoil because of pain. Good to know. Pain's what keeps my material self kind of safe in that regard. So, or another way of saying it would be, pain in itself is wise. It's an indication of something that it might need looking at, but not, a judgment of looking at or story of it that looking at it might just need something to be looked at. And in my very simple example, take your hand off the heater. It's too hot for bare skin to touch helpful. Otherwise my skin will burn. Now I remember, um, a friend and a, and a colleague of mine, he works in, um, well, body healing and works in a very, Different way than I'd been experienced, I'd experienced before, because literally it would be through kinesiology and brain functioning down to whatever part of the body that is out of equilibrium and would identify it brilliantly and then would figure out what to do to, to make a part of the brain wake up to then send the right kind of connection back to that part of the body. Amazing at this. And I've got to know him really well over the last six years. And what I remember him saying was that locally to wherever the pain is, the only thing that that part of the body in the flesh, in the matter that can be experienced locally is either heat or pressure or both. So high heat, low heat, high pressure, low pressure. What we make of that all happens through thought. What we make of that all happens inside our skull. But the nerve impulse in itself, according to everything that he's studied, and uh, very believable to me. I mean, this guy studied an awful lot more than I ever would and ever could and ever would be inclined to. Yeah, locally, it's only pressure and heat. And everything else happens inside our head. I find that really fascinating and reassuring to know as well that sheds an extra dimension or shines an extra bit of light onto what you were saying about story. And while pain is inherently painful, that's why it's called pain, there's wisdom in that too. Even when it feels horrible. Even when it's unbearable, inverted commas, as I said to you. And while I don't want anyone to think that I'm diminishing anything that they're going through because I have all the compassion in the world for anyone going through physical pain and emotional pain, if there's anything in what Kate and I have said today that's lightened the load a little bit, maybe you're on to something. Maybe you, when you're listening to this, maybe you're on to something. And including emotional discomfort, which we can all relate to. I hope something in this has lightened the load. And maybe if you notice that it did for a bit, and now it's back, because you're now thinking of the fact that maybe the the load was lightened for a bit, and now you're thinking about it all. Well, that's good to notice too, because that, again, shines a light on what you might have just noticed. It's like, oh, when I think about it, look what happens when I put more of my attention on it, when I have more story on it, when more of my consciousness is pointed in that direction. And no judgment, yet it's useful, useful to notice. Thanks, man. Thank you.
1: You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan, if you have any questions or any topics that you would like for us to discuss, reach out to Wynne or myself, our details follow the podcast, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynne or Kate, at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.